0: Wizards. My name's Richard. I'll be your host for this evening as always. And uh, the title of this show is going to be another Friends of the Show special. It's going to be called Don't Worry About Gathering the Magic. Let's Just Wade On In There. And uh, I know why it's called that. And you will know why it's called that. Because joining me tonight, and there's a story behind as to why he's joining me tonight is um the wonderful the fabulous the amazing Mr. Brian Wade. So how are you tonight Brian? I'm wonderful
1: Richard, how are you doing?
0: I'm very good. I'm glad to have you on. I think we should maybe explain um the reason that you're on here tonight um anyway because we both know a certain man by the name of Jeremy Greer. Yeah, he's the worst. He is the he's the worst. And you <laughs> I definitely did.
1: need to explain why I'm here because <laughs> No one that listens to your podcast is going to have any idea who I am. No,
0: no, no, no. Bra- um, <laughs> Brian is um, Brian is a big um, he's a big part of the the bonfire chat kind of community He's well known across that. And we did a, I did a show a little while ago with Jeremy Greer and Jeremy. Me and Jeremy Greer decided to say some let's say some pot- potentially unsavory things about people who played Magic the Gathering. And I didn't know at the time, but Jeremy knew that Brian was a big Magic: The Gathering fan, so it was a little bit of a sideways attack against Brian. Yeah, he knew what he was doing. He knew exactly what he was doing. He always knows what he's doing. So I, I asked Brian as a side, "Oh, you, I know you play Magic. Would you like to come on?" And uh, not knowing that obviously everything had been kicking off in the background, so first of all, Brian, I wholeheartedly apologize. For any offense it's, or hurt it's, it's totally that was right, caused, Richard. I totally by, get it. You know, you know, he's just it was just him as usual being the worst. Yeah, I mean, I it's all just, Jeremy's
1: fault. I know yours were
0: So, ah, oh, thank you, thank you. That's very, very, very kind of you. Now, for everybody joining us the first time, uh, just to make it clear, the reason that we do this is because there's well, there's quite simply not enough podcasts out there about board games, and uh, the other reason that we do it is there's also. Usually, not enough podcasts out there. Just two guys having a chat about stuff. Yeah, just just two white guys talking about things. That's that's what you know. I'm you know, just try to try to forge ahead and do something different. But we just find ourselves falling into the the same old, (laughs) the same old, same old. Normally what we do in We Are Not Wizards is we um, we delve a little bit into the past before jumping into the present and then sometimes jumping into Kickstarter to look at the future. So, um, first of all, Brian, thank you very much for coming on. Um, thank you for inviting me. My apolog- no, it's, it's, I've been looking forward to this for a, for a while because obviously you are you're stateside and I'm stuck here in, in rather reigning scotland so this has been a this has been a little while to to kind of organize so um we're talking a little bit about magic tonight which is hence the title of the show but do you want to tell everybody how you kind of got into into the kind of the, the hobby um just to start off really
1: uh yeah sure i mean uh i've been playing magic since like Uh, I'm gonna say roughly 2,000. So it's it's been it's been a while since I've been playing Magic. But as far as like board games in general, I I think like most people, I did the same thing that everybody does, and I played Catan. And you know, like somebody that I knew had Catan and got me into it, and I was like, oh, board games are way better than I thought they were. (laughs) And it just kind of like I I like games in general. Like I've been playing video games my whole life. I've been playing Magic Mm. more than half of my life. You know, I've been playing board games for most of my life as well. I, I just, I like games. So when I found out that board games were more than, you know, Monopoly and uh, Sorry or whatever, just a bunch of, you know, terrible American games, uh, yeah. I found out that there were a lot of good uh, non-American and also
0: American games. And so, so good. And you kind of grew, it's kind of grown, grown from there. Because is this, is this become, as magic sounds like, I mean, that's, if that's 2000, that's 16 years. yeah
1: um it's it's been a little off and on like i i haven't played the whole 16 years like i i kind of like flow in and out of it as mm -hmm. i get more and less interested in it i've never like totally dropped the game but there have been periods where i've played very little to none of it
0: okay because for those who aren't aware magic and let's let's not assume anything tonight (laughs) <laughs> magic the Gathering is... Well, you can't, you know. Magic the Gathering is one of the card games that everybody talks about, down to the point where people don't call it Magic the Gathering, they just call it magic. And it's really, really easy to assume that us talking away about mana flow and cards and expansions and stuff like that, some folk might be sitting there and going, I, I really don't have a a clue what what is going on here. Um before you i mean obviously we, before we jump into magic is there is there anything else that you're kind of playing at the moment that you've kind of currently enjoyed
1: uh yeah like uh i i played a little bit of love letter this week and i know that's All not right. like the super like the super dense game or anything but that's what magic is for that's why we're talking about magic yeah uh yeah. but uh, I, I actually, I listened to, uh, your episode with Kate Gray last night, and I was really excited <laughs> to hear people talking about, uh, Love Letter, because I really like that game. Yeah. And it's, you know, I, I, I don't want to rehash too much territory of what you two said last, in, in the last episode. Uh, but yeah, it's just kind of, you know, it's, it's a nice low impact game that you can kind of play with half of your brain and just, you know, hang out with some people
0: while you're playing it. It's, I like it for that. But you've got the Adventure Time set. <laughs> so i do have the adventure I, time set <laughs> i'm intrigued to know what the different characters are because obviously in the main game you've got like the guard you've got the the baron you've got the prince you've got the king you've got um who else you've got like the uh the preacher or something like that and they all do the different moves so what does everybody do in adventure uh, time yeah
1: I, I wish i i wish i had the set sitting next to me um Ah, but like so for example the the
0: the princess
1: (laughs) is princess bubblegum and then there's like uh the hero which would be finner jake uh yeah the the guard is like peppermint butler and they're just you know uh, marceline is one of the characters um (laughs) it's 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 fun i mean you know that that game is so adaptable to whatever whatever licensed product you want to adapt it to
0: i think they just put it out i've seen the uh, um seen the japanese versions which look stunning in terms of the artwork. I've also known that um one of the one of our friends of the show, Nick, he recently got the Batman set and I wasn't even sure there was like a, a Batman one that existed so I was just wondering what was you know, who's gonna be the princess? Is that gonna be Batman? Is yeah, that gonna be the question. Joker? Is that gonna be the <laughs> Joker? I mean obviously you'd maybe go Catwoman um would potentially be the princess, but is she kind of princess material? um Would you want to disc? You- well, I suppose one of the rules of it is if you got the princess card, if you discard her, yeah, then, then you, you kind of lose. You lose the round. So <laughs> you're gonna get. You know, would you want to do that? I'd be interested. I'm gonna ask. We'll ask Nick. Well, yeah, I'm, I'll I'm send a message, to and I can what, say, yeah, Nick can say, Nick, come on, yeah, give me a kind of a-, a rundown of the characters. I wonder, you know, interested in who the Joker would be. It's just I don't know. My mind boggles. color me intrigued. I'm kind of ready. You know, ready to go. Um. Is there anything else you've been playing recently, um, apart from Love Letter at all, or those? Is uh, that the, I mean, the kind of the main categories. We've, I, I've got a few games
1: that just are kind of always in the rotation. So, yeah, uh, th- this is going to kind of uh, maybe elucidate a little bit of my magic uh, enjoyment. Is that <laughs> my favorite kind of board games and card games and stuff are like deception and like social manipulation
0: games. Right, so, have okay. you ever
1: have you ever played uh, Sheriff of Nottingham?
0: I've heard a lot of good things about it. Yeah, but, Sheriff um, of
1: Nottingham is maybe my favorite like non non TCG card game. It's like slash board. Right. Game. I guess it's sort of a board game. Um, yeah. Do Do you know anything about the way it plays?
0: I've known a little bit about how it plays, but why do not you tell the good people? oh uh, yeah, sure. <laughs> I'll uh, hand so... them in your hands. You tell them. You tell the good people <laughs> what it's about. What do you think he's going to get off easy? It wasn't going to just be fifty minutes of us saying Jeremy Greer's the worst. Jeremy yeah, Greer's yeah the that's worst.
1: that's what I was expecting. What are we doing?
0: No, why, no. Where are we talking about actual things? And not we could just talk about Dark Jeremy? Souls. <laughs>
1: we could do that in the Kickstarter section.
0: Yeah, that's cool. Anyway, no, um, Sheriff of Nottingham. So, yeah, um,
1: Sheriff of Nottingham is basically uh, you are a merchant coming into Nottingham, uh, and you have to present your bag of goods to the sheriff. Uh, mm-hmm. To be approved for sale in Nottingham, and so mm-hmm. you have you have various legal and illegal goods that you can put in your bag. So when you present the bag of goods, you can present it as uh, a number of a type of goods, and it has to be a legal good. So you can say, uh, "Good sheriff, I'm bringing into your town four cheese. That's what I'm yeah. bringing to you today." And you hand him your bag, and it's like a it's like a snap clasp uh, like fabric bag.
0: Of, All right, that, okay. you, that you
1: put cards in and so uh-huh. you hand him the bag and then he can decide whether or not he wants to inspect your bag if he inspects uh-huh. your bag and you're telling the truth then he has to pay you for wasting your time but if he inspects your bag and you're lying then you have to pay him for wasting his time and he <laughs> takes whatever whatever contraband you have in your bag
0: so does do people take turns being the sheriff then yeah a the, the, rotation, the sheriff
1: right? basically rotates around the table and so oh, each round really one cool. person places the sheriff and the other three are bringing goods into into town
0: cool so um is it i mean it's actual cloth bags actual proper yeah they're just like little fabric bags. They're, they're pretty nice and is it just cards inside the themselves just representing the different stuff
1: yeah, I mean, the, you've got, like, cheese cards, chicken cards, egg cards, bread cards, you know, whatever. Um, And then there's also, like, the various, like, contraband, so you can have, like, silk or gunpowder or wine or whatever, right?
0: And how oft- how many times have you played this? It sounds like you've played, you've, you've developed a little bit of a love for this, so you've played it a yeah, lot. It's,
1: it, I, yeah, it's, I, yeah, it's my go-to game whenever, uh, whenever we've got a group of people that, uh, want to play a board game or something? I'm I, I always recommend Sheriff of Nottingham, uh, to the point that most of my friends don't want to play it with me because I'm too good at lying.
0: <laughs> so you're a bit of a trickster then, is it? Is yeah, it, I, you know, I I, I I
1: I've always been pretty decent at bluffing in uh, in card games, which again like helps with magic, uh, mm-hmm. and so it's 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 pretty it's pretty fun for me. I've I've always enjoyed just being able to. Uh, try to convince people of things that aren't true,
0: but only in a so, board game setting. <laughs> only, yeah, you could better say that because you know, employers or anything like that future, <laughs> future partners, pre current partners, you know, bank managers. Anybody listen to this podcast? Brian's a decent man. It's not like he's he's interested in deceiving. Yeah, <laughs> I only lie disabled. when there's a video
1: when there's a game on the line. <laughs>
0: I only ever lie if I have to win at something. (laughs) (laughs) Apart from that, if there's no competition, I'm fine. Otherwise, you know what I mean? Oh, look, is that an elephant behind you? (laughs) Um... And apart from Sheriff and Autumn, I mean, not not I've learned to talk. Is there anything else that you've been playing at the moment? Any other go-to games that you like the look of? Have you ever, because you're into card stuff, have you ever um, ventured into like Netrunner at all? You
1: know, I you ever... have the Netrunner core set, and I have it all sleeved up and everything, and I have nobody that mm. will play it with me.
0: Really? <laughs> like I've I've got I'm the same, except I don't I haven't sleeved it. Um <laughs> you know? I use it to cut vegetables and stuff like that. I just cut yeah, that's, the cards. That's, that's so probably the sm- p- <laughs> that's probably the smarter thing to
1: do. <laughs> you
0: know, use it. I did my grouted my bathroom recently, so I used a couple of the um, <laughs> uh, the corp cards. You know, it wasn't yeah, I saw, the I saw you trying stuff. to
1: troll me in the Slack, talking it about was- your <laughs> McDonald's cards. <laughs>
0: Yeah, whether you well, we're going to get onto the whole subject of sleeving because sleeving is an important part of Magic: The Gathering. But it is netrunner. Netrunner is strange that it is. um, It it's a game that has a massive click in the middle of it, and what I mean by that is, at the beginning, if somebody sits you down and takes you through the rules, you spend half your time going back to the rules. To you really need somebody that knows the game, almost kind of explaining it to you and it's one of these things it's got a relatively when I was learning to play it and I don't know about you but the 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 way that I learned it was essentially me almost like having somebody sitting there and kind of guiding me through it and me saying well can I do this what happens if I do this can I run against this can I put a card here and actually somebody teaching me how to how to play it i mean how how compared to magic how do you would you say it's it's easier to learn the magic or would you say it's it's, it's a bit more
1: trickier uh, i actually think it's a little more like complicated than magic but not as complex if that makes sense um yeah. like the, the magic of course has been running for t- what 20 22 years 23 years something like that yeah um yeah. And so the, 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 one of the things that I like so much about Magic is that it changes all the time. Like the the game is always changing because they're always adding new stuff to it. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And so so I think the base rules of Netrunner are pretty complicated in a way that I'm sure that if I really understood them, I would love, but I've just never had the chance to actually sit down and play with someone who really understands them and can you know, explain them all to me.
0: And because you don't have the commitment for it, then it's really, really difficult to... You know, if you're not invested in it yourself, it's really difficult to sit down with somebody else and go, all right, kind of let's go through. I mean, we've all been there with games where you end up sitting down with somebody, try to play a game, and you end up going... Ach, should we just play something else instead do you want a game of sheriff instead right <laughs> exactly because it's like well tests.
1: everybody already knows this game so let's just play this instead <laughs> yeah, let's just jump back <laughs> to that one because
0: it's not worth kind of 45 minutes of my time it's not worth, it's not worth you sitting there with a blank expression going so uh um so i'm a runner yeah yes you're a runner <laughs> and, and yep. you're the corporation yeah 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 so when do you run against me i don't run against you in the corporation <laughs> why are you putting your cards sideways because that's me preventing you from hacking me
1: yeah i'm icing come do... on
0: <laughs> exactly how do i hack you do a run so when is it your turn to do a run <laughs> <laughs> and so on and so forth until somebody just turns around and it's like i think there's a lot of um but i do know a lot of people that have continued to um really, really get into Netrunner and it was one of these things that um sprung up a lot of like champion you know, the championship circuit kind of was quite big at Netrunner and I'm assuming it still is. Um I don't think the packs I mean unlike um unlike magic where you get kind of like uh, is it called the you get like the blind packs basically. Netrunner yeah, so is so the difference
1: uh, it's, is that go ahead.
0: Well, you can go out and you can buy a pack. you know you can right. see, well, I'm going to buy you know I think there's one called profit and loss or something like that, and you buy that pack and you get that set of cards Whereas if you go out and buy magic, you can get random cards they're, they're put in a certain order. but you'll explain that to us. I will. <laughs> I will hopefully. Um, have you ever um, have you ever looked at ashes? rise of the phoenix born at all i have never
1: even heard of that game
0: you're not it's um we covered it um a good couple of episodes ago it's like a, it's very very similar to it's almost like a cross between um it's very kind of magic-y in terms that you have um you have a certain amount of energy you have to build up you have you've got the ability to summon creatures to fight on your side and you're pro- you're protecting like a central almost like a central character from from getting damage it's playtac games we it's um it's good fun it's worthwhile looking at it's um it's asymmetrical it's do you know what I've never ever got into magic which is why I got you on tonight because I'm hoping that you'll um kind of remove some of the mystery. At the <laughs> club well, at the club um where I go to, and that's the dwarf club, um there are there are a lot of people that play magic and they've got them all sleeved and they've got them all their decks and they've got their, their cars. But what's the easiest if I was start well, look at me, I'm st- if I'm starting at the beginning, how would you explain to people kind of what is magic? At the beginning, you know, if somebody's looking over and they're going, "What you doing, Brian?" What would you that's, say? That's that's a big question, Richard. That is a big question.
1: <laughs> that's that's the biggest question I think, is in regards the to magic. <laughs> <laughs> How do you explain magic to someone? Well, uh, you are a planeswalker, and the goal of the game is to kill your opponent, the opposing planeswalker. And you can do that by reducing their life from twenty to zero, or you can do that by removing all the cards in their deck from their deck mm-hmm. uh, or you can do, do it through you... the mini
0: alternate win conditions that have been printed over the years at magic <laughs> <laughs> how did you get in i mean stepping back a little bit more how did you get into it do you remember your first game do you remember somebody sitting down and handing you a deck and saying okay you're a planeswalker you've got 20 life points you're going to win by doing this do you remember the first time you played it
1: uh, I don't remember exactly when the first time I played it was. I know that the very first cards that I ever bought were the 7th edition starter set, which mm-hmm. was... I, I, it's got to be, like, 2000, because I feel like Onslaught was the first mm-hmm. first constructed format that I ever played. Um, <clears throat> And it came with... The 7th edition uh, starter set came with a CD-ROM with a little uh, little, like, tutorial game in it. And okay. so... I actually was taught the rules of magic by a computer. Um, I sat down and played that tutorial at my grandparents' house, and I played it once and thought it was super cool, and then played (laughs) it, like, ten more times. That's cool. Because I was like, I've got to keep playing this game, and then uh, came back home, and some of my friends and I had played Yu-Gi-Oh! in the past as well. Yeah. Uh, and so we uh I, I was like, look, like we've gotta play Magic. Like Magic is so much cooler than Yu-Gi-Oh! So I was able to convince some of them to switch over to Magic. And yeah. it just kinda of went from there. Like I I like I from then on it's just been like, man, Magic is the best game I've ever played in my life.
0: Cause you said like because uh, 'cause you've done tournaments and stuff like that as well, haven't yeah, you? Yeah. <clears throat>
1: I go to F and M Friday Night Magic uh, as regularly as I can, which is just that's just the local thing. But then, yeah, I also went to. Uh, I'm pretty sure what you're referencing is I went to uh, Grand Prix Indy uh, just yes. a few weeks ago.
0: And how did you uh, get on with that? Uh, it
1: was it was very fun. It was the first tournament of that size that I've ever uh, that I've ever uh, competed in. Uh-huh. Um, because various life life things made it make it hard for me to get to. Uh, you know, to to out of the out of the way things, mostly my job, right? Um, yeah. As, as as you do, but Grand Prix Indy was only like two hours away from me, so I was like, "Man, like, I just I need to go. Like, I need to go and like just you know, ha- have a have a fun day of just playing Magic all day," which was basically to. what it was. Because I woke up at seven o'clock that morning, got to the hall by eight o'clock, and yeah. I was there until eight p.m.
0: Playing magic I've, the whole time, more or less. How so? I've sore were your fingers by the end of the day? Because that sounds like I, a lot, of, a lot of shuffling and a lot of um, <laughs> flicking and a lot of. Because um, see, when I watch people play, um, <laughs> you're you know, this me on flicking, aren't you? You'd never ever see them kind of doing the, the clever shuffles that you see the magicians do. You know, they they kind of sort them into piles. They're like one, two, three, four, five. One, two, three, four, five. And they shuffle them that way. You'll never yep. see anybody kind of doing a proper riff shuffle or anything like that. Uh, <laughs> so, quite... I,
1: I, I will riffle shuffle, um but really? you kinda of have to be gentle with it, you know, because yeah. as as you know, as you've you've referenced, like people spend a lot of money on magic cards.
0: <laughs> you spend a lot of money. Oh my but then you could say, um, it's a hobby and there's lots you know there's people that go out and spend 50 60 dollars on a video game that they then download and never play or they play like 10 minutes of so you could have got that justification how many um how many how many cards have you got have you got would you say you're quite an avid collector have you got quite a quite a big collection or if you would say well no i can you know i can handle myself you know i've got some I've got some constructed decks and stuff like that. Well, how many would you? How many would you say you've got, Brian? Uh, you, you're, you're really just trying to put me on blast in this episode, aren't you? No, 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 no. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm kind of interested. Yeah. I, I, you know, I'm not. I'm not saying right. I want a full itinerary. I want. <laughs> I, I want a breakdown of everything you've got because I'm actually from the IRS and we've got to right, check okay, your okay. tax I knew it, I knew this is what this
1: was all along this uh, is a
0: bust this is only getting recorded for the police <laughs> I'm not really Scottish <laughs> this has just been a clever accent it's just my amazing accent see <laughs> uh,
1: yeah I would I would estimate somewhere in the range of 30 to 40 thousand maybe if I had to guess
0: <laughs> i c i can't I can't even begin to begin to think how many that is it probably fits in a bit of folder though doesn't it <laughs> I mean, it's like here's my magic collection Isn't yeah, that an it's, evil
1: fr- it's 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 kind of just like you know boxes upon boxes, wow, that's
0: amazing because I know that people have there's people at the club they come in and they've got like the proper um you get proper kind of hold all boxes that have got locks in them and stuff like that as well. Yeah. Um, Did you, do you, have you got like a regular kind of purchasing thing? Do you like buy once a week? Do you buy once a month? Have you got down to the point where you're kind of saying, I need a car from here. I need a car from there. Do you ever venture into eBay? Uh, ever- I,
1: I, I buy most of my cards uh, as singles. Like i I usually i for a while I was buying a few boxes per set, a few booster boxes, which are thirty six yeah. booster packs uh-huh. um, per set. But it's kind of gotten to the point where I don't I don't play the standard format, which is the the rotating format that um, uh, sets rotate out of every eighteen months now, uh, and I don't play that very often. Like I'll just p- I'll, I'll pick up like a cheap deck that I can play like. For a standard FNM, but I mostly prefer like the eternal formats, like Modern Legacy, or mm. uh, or limited formats, which are like sealed and uh, draft. Which mm. is where you you get cards out of booster packs and build your deck out of those packs, right? Yeah,
0: because there's different ways. There's different ways. There's different ways you can play. I mean, yeah, there are the basics. Yeah, the basics behind Matt is Magic. Am I right in saying it's all about? mana and building up enough energy so you can summon cards from your hand is that kind of correct am i close or am i completely making this up as i go along yeah no you're you're more or less correct so basically there are five different
1: colors of mana there's white blue black red and green and each Mm -hmm. of those colors has essentially like a philosophy of Mm -hmm. like the kind of things that they they can do as colors and -hmm. so you'll have cards like each each spell card that you have which are Creatures, instant sorceries, enchantments, so on and so forth, Um, Mm. will have a mana cost uh, in Mm. the upper right-hand corner. And so, like, I'm looking at uh, a card right now, Restoration Angel, has a mana cost of three and white. And what that means is that uh, it costs uh, one white mana and Uh three mana of any type. All right, okay. So, so basically, the the white in it is sort of like a threshold cost. Like it's like you have to have one white mana to be able to to, to cast this card. Right.
0: So it's kind of like, um... and don't hate me. <laughs> 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 this is like when somebody says, no, don't take offense," but
1: <laughs> I'm not racist. Um, but <laughs> <laughs> I don't, I don't know exactly, <laughs> I like
0: women, but you know, I love I love wheat, but um. Pokemon has a similar kind of. Yes. Um, there you go. See, were were you offended?
1: No, not at all. Um, actually. <laughs> so I'm gonna cut. No, uh, I mean. I'm not positive, yeah. but I'm pretty sure that Wizards of the Coast either designed or helped design uh, Pokemon as sort of a way to get kids into magic. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, because so the, that, the energy yeah. system is very similar to the mana system in Magic.
0: Yeah. Do you get cards then? Are the cards kind of like this is a, this is worth um one mana one white mana or is it are they kind of worth multiple values do you get kind of like cards that are worth like five mana ten mana or stuff like that or is it just each card's worth one at a time
1: uh do you mean like like are there like mana producing cards that generate more mana uh yes Yes. there are there are some lands that will generate two mana um Mm -hmm. And some, you know, there are spells that can generate, you know, absurd amounts of mana depending on the what you do to cast them. So, they're they're like, uh, there's a, a a thing in magic, like a a concept in magic called fast mana, which is basically where you're trading cards in your hand, aka like resources being cards in your hand, uh, to
0: yeah.
1: uh to generate mana faster. And so there will be cards like there's a card called Dark Ritual that is a famous old card from Magic. That is a uh, it costs a single black mana and it adds three black mana to your mana pool, and uh, Dark Ritual is a is a fun card for new players because when you're new and you see that black mana symbol, you just associate that with swamps because yeah. swamps generate black mana. But yeah. what your fit thi- and this is I I thought this and I'm pretty sure that every new player thinks this is that. When you see add three black mana to your mana pool, it just says add, like, skull icon, skull icon, skull icon to your mana pool. You think that means that you just get three swamps. But that's not what that means. <laughs> because mana <laughs> is this kind of ephemeral thing that's just, like, floating there. And you, yeah. don't, you don't tap mana, you tap lands to generate mana.
0: Right. Because this is one of the things that, um... A, lo- a good couple of episodes ago, we spoke to, um... John Gilmore, and, um, <clears throat> who, and John Gilmore spoke about how he went into a competition, the first competition he went up against, like, a a 10-year-old child, who, and he did his um, draft, and he ended up getting a foil land. So what is this land card that everybody talks about, and why is it so bad just to get a land card? Uh,
1: it's not necessarily bad. Um... mm mm-hmm. I mean, for if if you're just getting like a foil basic land, like those aren't worth that much money. All but right, okay, I mean, like I you know I I like to have foil land like basic lands because like I like my I like to make my decks look pretty, and so mm. if I can have foil you
0: know foil cards in the deck, some <laughs> a, a lot of times I will. So um, you build up your mana, and you use your mana to, in order to I take it, summon creatures or create spells. And the idea is that you break through the the other person's defense in order to start taking hit points through hit points off for them.
1: Yeah. Yeah, more or less. So basically, like when you're when you have creatures, when you enter the combat step, um, mm. you can attack. You can declare creatures as attackers, and you don't mm. attack your opponent's creatures. You just attack your opponent, and they can choose right. whether or not they want to block.
0: All right. Okay. So if so, they have
1: creatures that are untapped, they can choose to block your creature, uh-huh. uh, or they can choose not to and just take the damage to themselves.
0: And I take it that is there the usual kind of reset phase and things like that. So when you do an attack, when you block with somebody, that's them kind of used up for that round. Or do you get? I take it you get a? Do you get, uh, do you get um, creatures that can do multiple blocks depending on? how they do or does it just depends when they kind of wipe out or is there all because it seems if it's been going on for 16 years there's probably all of that in some way shape or form yeah i take it
1: there there is yeah basically anything that you can think of with magic they have probably done before um mm. but yeah so basically the way it works is that uh you declare all of your attackers at once right uh, okay. so if you if you have three creatures and you and you want to attack with all of them you say, mm-hmm. "Okay, I'm going to attack you with these three creatures." And when you attack with a creature, uh, they you tap them, which is just turning them sideways, right?
0: Ah, um, uh, right. Okay.
1: Okay. I thought so, you were yeah. actually just going. Oh tap, no! Tapped. Yeah. No. Yeah. You you, you turn them <laughs> sideways, and so so the, the basically the two the two phases that a magic card can be when they're on the battlefield is tapped or untapped. Okay. And so when they're untapped, they're just you know vertical, normal, normal, the normal way that you would look at a card on on yeah. a table and then tapped is when they're sideways right. and a tapped creature uh can't block um right, so okay. so if you if your opponent has all all of their creatures are tapped then they can't block with them no matter how many they have
0: and then you could just go straight through and you can do some damage to the right to the to the opponent yeah yeah that sounds um was it there's a yeah the last. The last time I've seen a mechanic like that, I've seen it quite a few games use use that mechanic. Um, Dungeon Saga that we played recently, that had um, spells that worked exactly the same way, that when you used the spell, you, as you said, you tapped it, but depending on how powerful the spell was, you either put it 90 degrees or you flipped it around 90 degrees the other way. So either oh, reset okay. straight away, or it took, like, two turns for it to reset and... Um, uh, work all the way around so you could kind of kind of use it again um yeah that's that's kind of cool has with you been playing it for so long and with you having all the decks that you have do you have um have there's has there been changes over the the kind of the last kind of 10 15 years that have made you less play it less or has there been changes which you think what did they do that for? Or alternatively, has there been changes that have come in that have made you say, this is it. I've been, you know, there's been times where you just went, right, it's magic or nothing. I'm just going to play magic all the time because the new rule set and stuff like that has come in. has been absolutely fantastic.
1: Yeah. I mean like, you know, they're they're of course, because, because they do uh, now they're doing two blocks a year. So the, the way that magic blocks work, the way they used to work is it was, one large set and then two small sets. So it would be large, hmm. small, small, and that would be the sets for the year, basically. Hmm. Um now they're doing uh two set blocks, so they do large set, small set, large set, small set, and they're doing that like two two blocks a year now. Um and so because of the way that the blocks work where there will there will be block specific mechanics, um of course there are times where the mechanics are less interesting and so I'm like, Okay, well I don't really want to play with these cards that much. Hmm. Um but overall, I think most of the like the the the, the large scale rules changes that they've made over the years are actually, for the most part, very positive. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And so, like for for example, they the the biggest rules change they did the the Magic Ten Magic twenty ten uh, rules change several years ago, uh, which was the biggest uh, sort of rules overhaul that they had that they had done for Magic since like ninety six or something um right, okay so yeah so so the the biggest rules change the two biggest rule changes that they did for that uh were they made it so that uh man they took mana burn out of the game and mana burn is this uh kind of archaic rule uh yeah. where if you generated mana and then didn't spend it at uh-huh. the end of at the end of the phase that you were in uh it would uh-huh. deal damage to you really and so like say say you cast a card that costs two mana but you uh-huh. tap three lands for it, then you still technically have one mana in your mana pool,
0: mm-hmm. and so
1: you would take a damage from that mana at the end of the at the end of the phase.
0: So it could uh, be ending up not worth your while actually storing or try to keep a hold of mana because otherwise it could damage you.
1: Well, so, yeah, sort of. So the the way it works is that like when you've got like you choose when to add mana to your mana pool. Playing a land huh. isn't adding mana to your mana pool. That's just a land. Huh. You tap that huh. land to generate mana, right?
0: Right. So you turn so, it on its on its you turn yeah, it it's 90 degrees and then yep. you say okay. Okay. So
1: yeah, so like if you have a swamp, you turn it 90 degrees and you say okay, I'm generating a black mana, right?
0: All right. Okay.
1: Because that's what swamp does, it generates
0: black mana. How do you keep a track of the mana that you've got because I've seen people play with um with poker chips.
1: Uh, so, is... for the most part, like, the, the the mana in your mana pool isn't that, like, it's not going to be changing that much except for when you're casting spells. Mm. Uh, so, like, for, for the most part, you have no reason to tap
0: your lands unless you're casting something, right? Okay, okay. And how do you keep a track of the, the amount of mana that you've got? Do you use counters or anything in particular yourself? It's, as a... it's more or less just in your head for the most part. <laughs> right, okay. That's kind of cool that's kind of cool what do you think of um one of the the recent i guess additions was the one where you you were able to kind of car- meld cards together where you're able to take two two creatures and then meld them into a bigger kind of creature um i can't remember the name of the release because i'm <laughs> uh, you that know... was
1: that was an eldritch moon
0: Yes, that's what it was. I I really
1: love that mechanic, and I wish that they had done more with it. But I kind of get why they didn't, because mm. it's I imagine that's really hard to design for in a way that is really satisfying, because they mm. only did there are only three sets of those. There are six cards total
0: that meld. Hmm. And I mean, one of them was a, like a, a a zombie rat that yes went with something <laughs> else and. <laughs> And then there was the the, <laughs> the angel that became the giant horrifying Eldritch nightmare. I don't, I don't know if you've seen that one or not. I've not seen it. I've seen I, the other one, The rat. I, 'Cause Because I looked it up and I was cause I was fascinated because it was. Um, I, we had a quick chat about it with uh, another guest of ours, and he was. Um, we were talking about um, the ability for you, for people to know whether or not you had that card kind of in your deck, because if it was double sided, because normally. Um, the sleeving side of things. We're not going to go into sleeving just yet, but (laughs) normally with the sleeving side of things, you've got um, the back of the cars are usually all the same, so people can't tell what you've got. Um, How much of a nightmare was that, you know, doing the, um, when you were, you know, when the the Eldritch Moon stuff came out and you were looking at it and going, this is fantastic. Um, How much, you know, when you were looking at that, um, when you realise that it wasn't necessarily going to allow you to be able to, um, I guess not cheat as such, but you know you were going to be exposing what you were having. Oh, here well, we go.
1: <laughs> yeah, I, I, I sent you the uh, the link to the uh, the Brazella. Yeah, Brazella Voice of Nightmares as the the. Eldritch monstrosity that you're seeing on your screen here. That Um, looks
0: absolutely fantastic.
1: So, uh, the the meld cards are actually an evolution of another mechanic, uh, a mechanic called Transform that they had had for several years. Um, yeah. The, uh, the the set, uh, Eldritch Moon and the preceding set uh, that started the block Shadows Over Innistrad was a return to the plane of Innistrad from the previous block of Innistrad. Um, And, so the first time Anasard came around was the first time they had those double-faced cards, and yeah. previous to meld, all of the transform cards uh, just have a front side and a back side, and they don't like combine with another card, right? So okay. this is a thing that has been in Magic for a good like six years at this point, uh, having right, cards cool. cards on the back of other cards. Cool. Um, so it's more more or less like it's fine as long as they have they have two two solutions for it. If you don't Mm. want to sleeve your cards, you can use these checklist cards that they put in the packs. Yeah. Uh, So you'll get, like, just, it's just, like, a a normal magic back card. Mm. Uh, And on the front, it'll have, like, a list of the transform cards. And so you just put a little check next to the one that it's supposed to be representing. Uh And so when you draw that card, when you play it, then you can say, okay, well, I'm playing, like, I'm playing Bruno, right? Uh, Yeah as the it's and so so you would play that and then you'd put the real card in onto on play like on top of it or whatever
0: cool did you ever use that did you use that um yourself then did you uh, play did you use the kind of the eldritch moon decks when they came out or i guess you must have tried them because yeah i mean i, I I'd yeah? played
1: i played like you know a bunch of limited of course I'd, i did I, I really like most most of my experience with like standard Standard sets tends to be like playing limited, which I do a lot of, um, mm-hmm. and I'll do that. Like I do, I I I will just like sit down at my computer and draft, you know, do do a draft of whatever the newest set is uh, on Magic Online. Mm-hmm. Uh, but of course, also like at Friday Night Magic, we will do we will do drafts and uh, sealed sealed occasionally.
0: So just to explain to people, because as I say, one of the th- this is you're blowing my mind at the moment because it's kind of like you know, because I've always been like, oh this is going to be really really complicated and I see the guys just, you know, tapping stuff left, right and centre and going, okay <laughs> I'm doing this combining moves, I've, I remember seeing one game um, of Magic that lasted all of about two and a half minutes and the yep. guy just went right, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do this I'm going to do this, that means I'm going to um, I'm basically going to mirror this card, I'm going to copy this card and that means I take you for all of this, and the guy just went, "Yep, fair cop." Very <laughs> <Fair laughs> much, <laughs> yep. Got up, got up, walked away, tears in his eyes, and went <laughs> home. But um, that's, <laughs> you know, that's that's kind of that's kind of what um, kind of what happens. Um, draft is when you when you're talking about draft. Does that mean you get a set number of cards that you to make up a deck? um in order to play off against somebody is that is that is that what you mean by that
1: yeah more Beginning or less the so terminal yeah the uh the, the draft format is basically like you sit down at a at a table with seven other players so there are eight total right and hmm. each of you has three booster packs hmm. uh, and so uh at the start each person opens their first booster pack mm-hmm. looks through the cards picks one and adds that to the to their personal pile and passes hmm. the rest of the pack to the left and so then right. the cards just rotate around the table uh, mm. until the whole pack until the whole pack has been drafted. So at the end of each round, each player will have 15 cards in their pile, uh, yeah. and then okay. then then everybody opens up the second pack, does the same thing, but passes to the right. Third pack back to mm. the left. Right. Mm-hmm. So at the end of the draft, you will have 45 cards, right, uh, with which to make a 40 card deck. Uh, All and, right.
0: so you, you get rid of five then? Uh, not start.
1: exactly, uh, because you also just get as many basic lands as you need.
0: All uh, right, okay, okay. Because,
1: because obviously the packs can't guarantee that you get enough lands, because there's only one, uh, as a general rule, there's one basic land per pack, uh, so yeah. you get, you get all the basic lands you need, so r- usually that's like 17 or 18 basic lands, or lands uh-huh. total, uh, and then like 22, 23 cards that you will run in a, in a limited deck.
0: Uh huh. Uh-huh. have you when you've been playing have you had kind of like um golden moments where the the deck has completely gone your way and you just went right we're gonna own tonight this is it everybody's going down has that ever happened and alternatively yeah, I mean, have you <laughs> I, I mean it happens it from
1: time to time you know like you, you you definitely like you can kind of feel like you're getting into a zone and hmm. like there have been like times where I've been like in a tournament or whatever, and I just like I I felt like there was literally nothing anybody could do to, to beat me,
0: you know. Like where, and then, me, and then what happened with that? And,
1: and then usually usually I win those tournaments, and then there are other times where I feel like nobody can beat me, and then I I bomb out 0-4. <laughs> <04. laughs> Somebody just
0: comes in and goes right. I'm gonna go do 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 yep. do tap da, 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 da. There. there. And then go, I just Brian, scoop up my cards about? and leave. <laughs> you have be you be the guy that's getting up, turning red and crying. <laughs> yeah, I mean,
1: I think every magic player has been on both ends of that.
0: Is there, um, like, any hobby? Is there kind of like um, because there's a tournament um, kind of structure it, Are there kind of like because esports and the video game side of things is becoming quite a big, uh, quite a big thing with like massive prize prizes and things like that is the same thing in Magic? I mean are there some kind of key names which keep floating up again and again and again mm-hmm. that kind of win championships that are kind of almost semi-well-known or oh, is yeah, it still quite, yeah?
1: Yeah there's there's a, a sizable number of like Magic pros mm-hmm. and you know like you, you as in any game of skill like you see the same same names a lot like winning winning. Grand Prix winning pro tours. Mm-hmm. Uh, the uh, actually, the the pro tour for the new set Kaladesh is this weekend, so I'm pretty excited to see how that goes because, um, there's a couple pros that I really like that are playing in it. Do they, um, do they Twitch now these things?
0: Is this yeah, something the, that you'll be able um, to watch on?
1: Yeah, yeah, the uh, the, the wizards will stream the uh, the tournament on on Twitch and on uh, on YouTube, so that'll be most of my weekend.
0: <laughs> You're just gonna sit there. With yeah, like, just put it packet on packet of and... crisps, get some yep. juice,
1: <laughs> make, get, make, make myself your, a nice tea, sit at my computer, sit in and some, watch,
0: <laughs> sit in some really comfy sweatpants. <laughs> <laughs> but then again, you know, at the end of the day, there's not much of a difference between you say doing that and sitting down for say three, four hours and watching the football on a Sunday afternoon. I mean, yeah, I mean there isn't really there isn't really a kind of a difference, and I think that's why. I mean that is why, you know, the esports thing is kinda of taken off and it's almost started to drift into the kind of the board game side of things. As I say, I've mentioned kind of there's net netrunner tournaments and you've also got um kind of X Wing is quite a big thing now with people um maybe not moving into winning kind of cash stuff, but there's certainly kind of national, international kind of um kind of championships kinda of going for it. Um yeah, my uh my local store,
1: uh the Game Annex, I'm just going to go ahead and give them a shout out because I I love everybody there and I love Dawn. She's she's amazing. Um yeah. they they do a lot at X-wing and I'm always very fascinated like watching those people play because I've never gotten into the uh, the miniatures games. Like I've played a little bit here and there, but I've I always think it's super cool. And if I wasn't
0: already like so far in
1: the tank with magic, like I can see myself <laughs> getting into that easily.
0: You're gonna say, right, "Okay, do I get the X-wing basic set. <laughs> I'd have to sell all get, these magic cards. Mm, no, that's um, you know, that's three dollars. I could possibly get a. I mean, how much does a pack of magic cost nowadays? Is uh, it like, like three fifty-four dollars. See, that's not an awful lot, is it? It's not a lot, really?
1: but I, I I don't buy many packs. Honestly, like 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 I said, most of the yeah. most of the cards that I
0: buy are singles. Yeah, yeah. Do you have <laughs> Do you have a card? Now I'm not. i as I say, I'm not going to bla bl- put you on blast or anything <laughs> like that. But do you have a card that you've kind of went you've you've got and you've it is your kind of your cream of your collection that you you know you've you've kept it nice and. This is the one that if, you know, you maybe wouldn't show, say, me or Jeremy, but, you know, you might show kind of like the inner circle and say, gather around and look at this car. Do you have like a really, really car that you're like, this is worth, this is worth like three months rent or something like that. Is there anything like that?
1: Yeah, no, I don't, I don't have anything that quite have. that expensive, but a uh, funny story about that is that when I was in, in Indianapolis for, for the Grand Prix a few oh. uh, a, a month ago or so, um. All of the the vendors, right? Like, all the the card shops, all the dealers will come out and, like, they have, like, these, like, gorgeous table cases of just, like, all of their most expensive cards, right? And it was so hard for me to not spend $1,100 on one card, Richard. (laughs) I had to stop myself (laughs) multiple times.
0: Really? I mean, what kind of cards are you talking about? Well, okay, so, so if you're not going out and spending that money, is there like, you know, if, I don't know, you know, say Brad Brad Pitt and Angelina Jolie have split up yeah, right? Yeah. And if they're, they're both saying, well, Brian, he's a cool guy, and they're both fighting over, you know, <laughs> hanging out with you and stuff like that, and they say, you know, Brad Pitt says, Any new you want, I'll get it for you. <laughs> and, you know, Angelina Jolie says a long thing, but I'm not going to do Angelina Jolie because I can't. But you know, um, you know, what card do you want? Um <laughs> that's as good yeah, as that's Yeah, that's, that's, that's a perfect that, spot. Let's go ahead and run but, that
1: back and do it one more time.
0: <laughs> <laughs> what, what card would you want, Brian? Perfect. No I, I said like Lois at a family guy. <laughs> it <sounded> like... <laughs> what card would you want, Brian? <laughs> yeah, Brian, what card would you want? <laughs> really, I don't know. Um <laughs> stop the show we've taken it too far yep we've we, got we, we've got we referenced we family got, guy we've just got to end it now we just <laughs> we just went family guy everybody's <laughs> gonna go well you know what nobody watches that over here uh, <laughs> not what, since it's it sw- not switches not since it switched channels yeah. um anyway going back to the question <laughs> which is a ridiculous <laughs> question <laughs> If Brad Pitt was trying to persuade you to hang about with him by buying you a magic card, is there a magic card that Brad Pitt could buy to make you hang about with him? Or would you just hang about with him anyway?
1: I mean, to, to be honest, I'd probably just hang out with him anyway. But if he was going to buy me a card... Yes. Then, I mean, I, it, it's it's the obvious answer, but it would just have to be a Black Lotus, right?
0: <laughs> what is so special about the Black Lotus? Because I have done a googly check on it (laughs) as you would do right and there is one on ebay let's just see what's so special about it because it's like um is it almost like a meme it's become here we go (laughs) black lotus beta bgs 9.5 oh it's been slabbed yes
1: Yep, a lot of the a lot of the the really valuable like the really nice ones have been slabbed.
0: Because the only time I've ever seen slabbing before is comics. Um because I um I drew a picture of the I I painted a picture of the first issue that Spider-Man appeared called Amazing Fantasy number 15 and I painted it on this guy's wall. And this guy says, "I've got the original comic." which is worth about $10,000 or something stupid like that. Yeah. And he says he was going to get it slabbed. And I was like, what do you mean by getting it slabbed? (laughs) (laughs) Because I had an impression of him, like, getting a concrete, keeping it flat by getting a concrete block (laughs) and putting it on top of it. (laughs) Is that what you mean by that? But he went out and he says, okay, here's a Thor. And he had, like, a Thor number three or something like that. He says here, and it's between, it's basically... For the listeners at home, slabbing is a process where you take something that you have no intention of touching ever again, and you put it between two big bits of perspex and essentially seal it off. Yeah, it's so just two this... thick pieces of plastic bolted together. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. And it's got a, a little bit of card at the top that tells you um, yeah. what condition it's in. So there is, you know, so there is a, um, there is a, um, a slabbed black lotus that's near it's, it says it's BGS 9.5 quad which could mean anything i mean that could be a type of car for <laughs> $48,000 yep <laughs> that is a, I, I think that's the one that was
1: going around like last year or the year before um yeah. like where i think it was it was originally gra- it was originally graded for like it, it was the guy was trying to sell it for like $30,000 so i don't know if maybe it sold and someone else bought
0: it. But yeah, like, so it's live. I mean, it's here just now. I could okay. Press, I could press buy it now and I could you, send you it. You should,
1: you should. <laughs>
0: <laughs> it's a good idea, it's, Richard. It's, like Do it's, it. it's, worth its it is actually worth its weight in gold. It's probably more expensive <laughs> than a diamond. It, considering how, you know, how heavy it is.
1: Yeah. It's, it's kind of funny because like over like the, the history of magic, like especially recently, like, investing in magic is sort of more more like you get a better return on your investment than investing in the stock market
0: well let's talk about this um that martin's is it yeah, yeah, martin
1: screlly yeah the yeah. fucking garbage monster i'm sorry am i allowed to curse on
0: this podcast <laughs> that's okay we could. i could bleep it out it's okay fine. no it's fine it's fine it's okay um no um he apparently was going around buying up lots and lots of stuff, wasn't he? And just for the sake of buying it.
1: Yeah, He he. I guess he just decided, he's like, oh, I've got this much money and I want to start a magic collection for myself because he is, uh, for all the things that I hate about him, he's mostly a pretty smart dude and he yeah. saw the same thing that a lot of us see, is that magic cards hold their value really well yeah. and basically only go up in value. So yeah, if you are in it to invest money to get a return like you're probably going to get a return on the, if you if you buy the right cards
0: it's just a real shame he will have absolutely nobody to ever play with them exactly I know, <laughs> and I, I know you listen so if you do <laughs> i know he listens just in case we're talking to talk about he's probably got somebody scanning podcast to check he's yeah, talking just about magic listening for his name <laughs> so if so if you are listening try not to fall downstairs you be a terrible loss. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, so black. I mean, black lotus is the is the obvious one. It's the holy grail. But what does make it so special? Is it because of its rarity then, or is yeah, it because it's,
1: it's it's very old. It's very rare, and there aren't very many of them left.
0: Basically, is it, is it a good card
1: though? It's a very good card. So I, you're, you're looking at it right now, right? Yeah, I am. Yeah. Uh, notice perplexed. notice in the upper right hand corner, there's a zero. Yeah, that means it costs zero mana to cast, right? All so right, you okay. just play it for free. And it's an okay. artifact, which is just a, a, a it's a permanent card that you put on put into play onto the battlefield, and then it has the ability tap and sacrifice to add three mana of any one color to your mana pool. So that means you can add white, 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 blue, 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 black, 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 red, 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 or green, green, green. Right? Like you could add any of that. So for zero mana, you get three mana mm. to cast anything else, basically. Right.
0: That's pretty good, isn't it? So yes, it's very
1: good. That's <laughs> that's that's one of the fast mana cards that we were talking about earlier. Ah, it's like, right. Okay. It's Except, like the be- best fast mana card, essentially. It is
0: the the unders underlined, highlighted with yellow or pink uh, highlighter pen. Uh, <laughs> the best highlighter card. The the best kind of fast mana card there is.
1: Yeah, more or less. Uh, it's it's also part. Uh, so th- there's also like there's nine cards that have like this sort of legendary status and magic they're called the power nine Hmm. Uh, and that's black lotus is one of them it's black lotus the five moxes which are uh, artifacts that cost zero that tap to add a mana of a color to your mana pool so like mox sapphire just costs zero you tap it and it adds a blue mana to your mana pool right okay Okay. and then and then there's time twister time walk and ancestral recall which is the card that i was looking at at gpnd and had to convince myself not to buy multiple
0: times so what was that is that the one that was 1100 dollars? yes
1: that's the one that was 1100 dollars. <laughs> that's uh like, i a don't need to live mana. in a
0: house i can <laughs> yeah, live right. in a car
1: exactly i have an ancestral recall who needs a, who needs a house <laughs> exactly
0: <laughs> i can just show that to people that'll let me into clubs and stuff yeah you know if i'm at the door and the bouncer's giving me a bit of grief i can just go look <laughs> and be like whoa in you go VIP lounge for you, son. Yeah, right. Just put it in my wallet. And you just, just flash it whenever tokens, I need to. Just exactly. You can actually put it in an ATM machine, and it just like dollar <laughs> just bills. money. Dollar bills just come. You end up looking like one of those really cheesy kind of hip hop videos where you just get the folk with the money. <laughs> just, right. It just pours out the ATM machine because that's how that kind of thing would rock. Um, let's touch on sleeving.
1: Okay, let's talk about sleeving.
0: Let's talk about sleeving. Do you sleeve? Do you sleeve everything? Is sleeving? I, I mean, why sleeve? Why should you sleeve?
1: <laughs> uh, well, as as we've just discussed, there are a lot of cards that are worth a lot of money in Magic, um, and keeping the cards in sleeves keeps them from getting the normal wear and tear that you would get uh, from from just like shove shuffling the, them and handling them normally, right? Because mm. like you just got. I mean, it's it's just a little plastic barrier between you and the card, but that keeps your finger oils off the cards that keeps you from like uh, scuffing up the edges by like picking them up roughly or whatever. Right. So um,
0: are you a double sleever then Brian? uh,
1: I've only double sleeved. I only double sleeve like very certain things. So basically like if I'm playing like really valuable cards, so like uh, they're, they're like, there's a, there's a deck that I have that's worth several, several thousand dollars probably uh, that is double sleeved. (sighs) Right. Yeah. Well, you would uh, do that, wouldn't you? Yeah, because <laughs> you <don't> do <laughs> because those cards are extra valuable and extra worth protecting.
0: Yeah, I mean, some people were talking about if you double sleeve it, even if you spill liquid on it, then the card will be fine. It'll yeah, it's, be okay, it's it's mostly but, safe at least. But just don't just don't attempt just don't attempt to do it. <laughs> Have you ever been in the situation then where um, somebody has been playing about with? your single-sleeved cards and just been, you know, twisting them out in their hand and flicking them about with a disregard that you've wanted to go, right, I'm going to just take you outside. <laughs>
1: yeah, you know, I've never had that happen. Uh, I think that I've, it's funny that you bring that specific, like, that kind of, uh, like, kind of shitty magic. I'm
0: sorry, I did it again. That's fine. Uh, that kind of, that kind of magic so- player. <laughs> it's okay doesn't, it kind of it doesn't like, uh, it's you know it's past the watershed now <laughs> right uh, because
1: I've, I've spent i i basically just like spend like 10 minutes a day scrolling through the uh the rudest slash worst mtg opponent you've ever played thread on mtg uh-huh. salvation which is like the magic uh magic salvation forum yeah. and uh or the, the this is just like a magic forum um and it, the, the, that, that is a thing that comes up pretty often where like people will like Shuffle their opponents' cards like roughly and stuff, and like <laughs> you know, people people get real salty about
0: that, and with just good reason, kind of, you know. Just kind of, like just to mess them up, just to mess with their minds.
1: Yeah, like... I mean it's 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 a, it's a dick move because you know, like every if you're at a mag- especially at a tournament, like you know that people have spent money on these cards. Yeah, you know, and like it's it's, it's kind of just a thing where it's like, man, just respect respect someone's property. So yeah. I've never had that issue, but I'm and i'm very glad of that but i know a lot of people do
0: i know that colin was talking about not magic but we were he was playing a game recently um i think it was pixel tactics and somebody insisted it was like yeah it was either pixel tactics or one of his other card games that he's got and um you should look at pixel tactics because it's i've it's i don't know if you've managed to play it but it's it's good fun and it's very very cheap I've been making eyes at it at the Game Annex every time I've been in there recently. <laughs> just, oh, try it. It's so good. Colin talks about it in the um, in the last episode that me and him did together. Okay. And we actually did an episode on it, and it's kind of like... Um, imagine kind of a magic card bit it having kind of four, three or four boxes of what you can actually do as opposed to just one, and depending on where you place the card on a grid, that decides that the power that the card has. Okay, And it's really cheap. I think it's probably going to be about $16 for the base set. And that's all you need. Alright, so,
1: yeah, I'll, I'll have to check that out next time. I'm
0: there you go, the I'm just becoming a dealer. <laughs> 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 First pack's free, Brian, then afterwards, yeah, right? you know, we got to come to some kind of arrangement <laughs> here. Um, <laughs> yeah, he was saying that he was playing, um, I can't remember what game it was, but somebody was sitting there just, like, tapping the Card almost to their teeth because they were thinking oh, about yeah. what they were doing, and he he said he did a he swore at them. He's <laughs> like, he's, what do you think? What do you think you're doing? Get kind a of thing, so it yeah, was. I can, like a, kind I, of I a can see that being very, yeah. very yeah. infuriating. Yeah, no, it's just, um, yeah, I can imagine because I know that people, um, I know that people at the dwarf kind of there's guys that have kind of like, um, said you know, here's this deck, I could trade this in today and I could buy a small car.
1: Yeah.
0: And you're just kind of like, whoa, really? But there's some people that will just go out and they won't think anything of spending a decent amount of money on a, de- on a deck but then, I'm not going to poo-poo somebody for their hobby if they get fun out of it and they enjoy it and as long as they're not doing anything illegal for it then they think kind of fair enough. Um, yes, yeah, so that's cool. So if anybody's looking, see somebody listens to this and goes, "That Brian, he knows his stuff." What do you recommend they do? How would you recommend somebody starting magic for the first time? What do you think's the first, the baby step should be getting into the game?
1: Uh, I would say just find out what local gaming store has like the the friendliest magic scene uh, in mm. whatever area you're in, and mm. just go in and like uh, talk to the owners, talk to the employees of the store, like find out find out who knows about magic at the like that works for the store, uh, ask them, you know, like to help you like get set up for like a tournament or whatever. And, you know, like for the most part, like most magic players are pretty friendly and Mm. obviously in, as, as in any hobby, there are going to be guys that are not friendly. Uh, Mm. but for the most part, if you tell someone that you're new and, uh, you kind of ask them to like, just like kind of, kind of police you a little bit. Uh, mm-hmm. th- they'll be more than happy to like, I've, I, I really love playing against new players because like, I like to like kind of help them get better a little bit, you know? Mm-hmm. And like, it, it it's, it's just simple things like, like, and it, this is a thing like that I wouldn't do at a Grand Prix, but at M, if someone doesn't attack me and they have no reason not to attack me, I ask them why they didn't. Not yeah. to, not to try to put them in a poor position or anything, but just to say no. like, Hey, like you should look for a reason not to attack me, not a reason to attack me. Right.
0: Yeah. Yeah yeah i mean is there a i mean you've been talking about it's you know you can get a lot of cards you can spend a lot of money is how much you know how many decks would somebody need to buy to kind of get themselves going do you reckon just a couple of starter sets would do it or do they need to spend a reasonable amount of money to get involved in the hobby
1: so actually um this is really fun I i feel as i started that sentence like i'm just like shilling for wizards uh, but they actually <laughs> they actually just started a new product uh, with Kaladesh uh, called the Planeswalker decks, and uh-huh. uh, the Planeswalkers are like the like quote unquote like premier uh, card type for wizards. Like they really love their Planeswalkers, and they're like they're always very popular. Um, mm. Even even the ones that aren't as good are are still very popular just because like Planeswalkers are such a cool concept. Because it's mm. kind of like when you have a Planeswalker in play, it's kind of like having like a little co op partner for your game uh, because. The planeswalkers have a number of abilities, and you can activate one of those abilities each turn.
0: Alright. Oh, so it's so, worthwhile if you're gonna be looking at decks, then look at those decks to start Yeah, look up the, the
1: planeswalker with. decks. Those are those seem seem pretty well built to be like uh, good teaching tools and, you know, mildly competitive at an FM or whatever.
0: And can it age group wise, because I play... The reason I know about Pokemon is because me and my boy, me and my um, middle son, we play Pokemon quite a few times. Is there an age group? I mean, is it if you're likely to go into local, you know, a local group, is it likely to be certain ages, or you know, is it a ten something a ten year old could pick up? Is it something? Oh yeah, that you absolutely. Have to be older? Um, yeah? I
1: mean, the the store that I play FNM at uh, range it ranges in age from like I think the youngest kid that plays there some somewhat regularly is like thirteen. And hmm. there are people in their, like, late 40s that, that play. Hmm. You know, and, hmm. like, it, 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 one of the nice things about, like, a game like Magic is that when you're playing against, when you're playing Magic, like, it doesn't matter how old you are and your opponent is and, like, what, what the age disparity is between you because you're just two people playing a game together. Like, it doesn't, you know, like, I I, I don't feel bad playing against a 10 year old because that 10 year old can beat me just as well as I can beat him if he's a good player
0: oh believe me the number of times I've played Pokemon with my son and he's just like went and, and just kicked ruined you. my ass up and down the entire kitchen until I've just went right go to your room <laughs> you're grounded <laughs> you're, gra- you're grounded forever I don't want to see I don't want to see what you're doing with your green ninja you know I bet you feel smart, don't you? Yeah, I'm sure, he just does. Go. No, yes, yeah. no, it's, it's 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 a good fun <laughs> and it's a good it's a good fun and it's a good game. Um, so sounds like it's you know it's something quite easy to get into, something quite easy to play, a long time to master. But um, this has been. Is there anything else you think people should know? You know, uh, anything that you don't think we've covered? Do you?
1: I feel like we've done a pretty good job, honestly. Like, I, yeah, if 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 we wanted to cover everything, we would be here four days, Richard.
0: That was my concern because <laughs> I was going to say, well, let's we could cover basic mechanics, but I think we've got a good kind of grasp on. Yeah, I mean, honestly. I <laughs> even covering basic
1: mechanics would take longer than we have I think
0: <laughs> there are actually because I was joking about there's not enough podcasts about board games out there but there is actually podcasts about Magic the Gathering and I was looking at it and there was like there's like entire seasons just about kind of like the basic stuff yeah actually do you mind if I shout out a Magic podcast? yeah go for, yeah, yeah. I mean one of the yeah. things we do is we do shout outs so I mean um, if you've got something to Something to promote, something to shout out about. Then, yeah, go for it. Yeah, I mean, let the people
1: know. This isn't my podcast. I'm not involved in it in any way other than I donate to their Patreon. Mm. Uh, But there's a podcast that's actually it's nice for new players. So Mm. if anyone hears this podcast and thinks, "Man, like that guy seems all right," but like, I want someone to actually teach me about magic. You should listen to (laughs) Magic the Amateuring. All right, uh, which is a podcast by uh, by two girls, Maria and Megan, who. Uh when they started the podcast were new to magic and now are quite experienced and they're both really fun people to listen to, and they are very knowledgeable about magic so
0: well we'll make sure that um we will make sure that we stick um, stick some information in the show notes about them we'll put a yeah. link to the we'll put a link to the podcast and if they've got um twitterers and stuff like that, and then we'll see if we can dig them out and we'll put them. We'll put them in there as well, and if you uh, do interact with them, just remember that Richard and Brian doing their we Are Not Wizards Magic Special sent you, <laughs> and tell them we said hello. That's right. Um, this has been ah, uh, this has been a lot of fun. I mean, I was going to touch on kind of Kickstarter because that's what we said well, things we're going to touch on. But um, one thing obviously you and me have have got in common is that we're both big fans of. Um, of Dark Souls. We've spoken about um I spoke with uh the Dark Souls about the Dark Souls board game with um with Paddy, um very briefly mentioned it with Gary Butterfield, but he we managed to avoid Dark Souls. But I understand that's something you have jumped on in as well. Yeah, so it got be, me <laughs> Did you um how many magic cards did you have to sell to um <laughs>
1: You know, I didn't. I didn't sell any, but I probably should have. <laughs> <laughs> um, I can if you, if if we want to continue the magic the magic train a little bit longer as far as Kickstarter yeah, is sure. concerned. Uh, yeah, I can yeah. talk about these uh, the classic art tokens marble edition Kickstarters, running right now. Yeah. Um, okay. And what classic art tokens is uh, so there are, there are tokens in Magic, right? Like you will like occasionally like create token creatures. So there will be like an elf that is just like. A token like it's not it's not represented by a real card but you can you can use just like dice or like little little of those little like glass beads or mm. uh they, they do print like like token cards right that aren't real cards but that you can use to represent yeah um okay and so what classic art tokens does is it i think it's really cool this is the second kickstarter that they've done um it is they they have a bunch of uh, uh of classic art so like I'm looking at like there's uh there's a sapling token that I'm looking at right here. It's a 1/1 huh. creature. Uh and it is uh the art for the the token is they stand quite still pretending to be flowers by Arthur Rackham.
0: All right, okay.
1: So and then there's like uh there's a spirit token that is woman with birds by Toshio Aoki. Mm-hmm. Uh there's and there's just I mean there's a, there's a whole bunch of them and they're all very cool looking. Uh and mm. it's you know, it's 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 kind of nice to have like a have just like a, a, a classy token collection that you can that you can use.
0: And how how long is the um, the Kickstarter got to go? Uh, as that, of right now, it's
1: much? yeah, it's it's six days as of right now. So I don't know when this podcast will be going up. There'll probably be like what three or four days, maybe. Mm,
0: probably, I might even try to get it up as quickly as possible. Okay, but if, yeah. um, I mean, I can well, I can l- send
1: you the link to the the thing too, and yeah, if you want to like yeah. tweet it out or whatever. Your yeah, I know we can, put, you, the, yeah, we can
0: put the yeah, we can put the um we can put the links out there. Um we'll put the links out there in the show notes and we can also send it out through um through the Twitter sphere as well, which is going to say <laughs> well yeah, so let, let let people kind of um take a look at that and see what they think and is it is it funded? I guess that's what it is. Oh, yes, it things. is funded.
1: Yeah, it's it's it was a $10,000 goal and they've got 34,000, so so uh and if it's anything like the, yeah, yeah if it's anything like the last kickstarter he will have like a store up where you can just buy the stuff so even if oh, you right. miss out on the on the kickstarter you can probably still get oh that's cool. the tokens if you're interested
0: yeah this seems to be happening a lot on kickstarter that once the um once things are finished they're still kind of um offering people the ability to go in and jump in afterwards and and buy which is fine which is cool yeah i'm, I'm means, totally fine with it yeah um yeah me too there's um too many times you don't want to. Um, you kind of on the, on that edge. Do I jump in now, or I'm going to miss out? Do I wait for it to to come out come out to retail? Um, so no, we'll um, we'll um, get a shout out to these guys. And if anybody's interested in that, then cool. It should still be available by the time that you listen to this. Um, this has been fun. <laughs>
1: Yeah, it has been. <laughs> you got you got to talk about something that you didn't think you would enjoy, and you ended up enjoying I, it. <laughs> I've, I've, you know,
0: I, I'm, I, I'm considering I might just jump on the magic train.
1: Yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> so, what what can I do to get you into your new magical lifestyle today, Richard?
0: I, I think, um, you know, I think I'm going to, um, I'm going to go and track down somebody from the club and say, "Show me a bit of magic. Show me how it works." Because, yeah, uh, buy, buy a I'm couple of be... the
1: Planeswalker decks and just say, hey, show yeah. me how to play this.
0: Jump in, see what it's like, see if the water's kind of um, nice and clear and lovely and full of mana. No, it
1: is. I, I, w- <laughs> I would argue that it always is.
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, you're a 16-year veteran, of course you're going to be. That's going to be... I remember yeah. when this was... I'm not, just, I'm not just trying to push my addiction on you, I promise. No, not at all. You're not kind of enabling me in any way, shape, or form. Absolutely not. Yeah. Um... <laughs> If, um, if people want to find you, you know, if they're interested in they went, you know, Brian, he's a good, he's a good man. And you've done um, a few things. You're connected quite quite a lot with um, the Duck Feed um, kind of channel, which has a whole realm of interesting podcasts. But you're quite well known through that network. Um, but if they want to track you down and um, find out and even say hello to you, how would you do that?
1: Uh, you can find me on Twitter. That's kind of my entire internet presence. But my uh my Twitter account is at Wade Brian R. Cool. Uh, and okay. I I have been doing a little bit of podcasting here these these past few months that I wasn't expecting to do. Uh, but oh, the yeah. I, I don't I don't super want to talk about all of them. I'd feel a little bit gross about that. But the one I do want to shout out because I think that we it's I mean it's already been talked about is the D and D podcast that I did with uh, Jeremy former guests Jeremy Greer and Gary Butterfield and some other people. Yeah, uh, notably Brayton Cameron and Shane Kelly, the wonderful DM yes. who ran the
0: campaign. Yes, that was a fan- Yeah, it was a it's a fantastic listen. Um, there's some genuinely funny moments. There's also it's noted it was Jeremy's first uh, Dungeons and Dragons game as well, so that led to some some interesting moments as well. Um, but that's worthwhile checking out. Where can they find that? How would they find that? Um, is there uh, an easy way to do it? Or I can put it in the show notes as well if you if you ping us a link, we'll get yeah, that I sorted can, out. I, we'll I can send so. you
1: a link. It's on, it's on the Duckfeed Presents feed on the Duckfeed Network, but I can just send you a link so that you can put it on there. Cool.
0: Yeah, that's fine. That's fine. Now, um for everybody who wants to kinda keep up to date with what we're doing, yeah, you can find us on Twitter. At we're not wizards. You can find us on Facebook at We're Not Wizards. You can see us on Instagram when we do put photos up at We're Not Wizards. You can email us, which is magic at Wizards dot com or dot co dot uk. Um, Brian, again, this has been a lot of fun. Um, yeah, thanks for having me on. It was it was a lot. It was a lot of fun. Been, it's fantastic. And um, the most important thing is remember that we are many things but we're not wizards. I'm a wizard,
1: Richard. I'm a wizard of the coast.
0: (sighs) Brian, (laughs) we spoke about this before we came on. I say we're many things, but we're not wizards. And I ask you if you're a wizard and you say, I'm a
1: wizard, Richard.
0: (laughs) No, you don't say that. We're going to, you know. (laughs) Right. You're never coming on again. All right, perfect. (laughs) Get out of here. But um yeah, but I get it. <laughs> So it's a good it's a goodbye from me and it's gu- goodbye from the, the, the um the last minute disappointment. <laughs> <laughs> and it's a goodbye forever from me because I'm never invited back on. <laughs> That's it. Get out, wizard. <laughs> say bye, Brian. Goodbye, Brian. <laughs> oh, again, really? Seriously? You say Jeremy Greer's the worst.